Welcome to Leanne's Voice podcast, where I talk all about the voice and how to use your voice, ladies, to speak confidently in any situation, whether it's work, home, play, on dates, whatever. Keep listening to this week's episode and you're going to learn some tips and hints that you never knew that's going to help you achieve your goals. Okay, my lovelies. So I thought today we'd hit some of the questions I get in. I love you guys when you send me questions um, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on email, everywhere. I am very, very grateful. Even like when I'm out on the trains, out and about at the shops, people ask me questions. So thank you very much. So I've snipped out a few of them. Um, and I wanted to share just a couple of the answers that I think might help you. So in no particular order. Okay. So the first question is, how can I deal with imposter syndrome and internal self-doubt when speaking from Kathy? Kathy, thank you very much for your question. So let me think. So I think it might be just good to use, use like, I've spoken so much, first of all, about imposter syndrome. Please go back over the previous episodes on imposter syndrome and the techniques that I've suggested to use, like calling out the thoughts or the feelings that tell you can't do something, give it a name, call it Sasha and ask Sasha for the evidence, which I got from one of my friends a few years ago that I got who I interviewed and she was an amazing, amazing businesswoman. Um, so you need to, what I think some of the key things are, you need to remind yourself of your past success. Don't repeat the failures because who wants to repeat the failures? And anyway, you don't have failures. You just have things that are like learning curves anyway. So look at your past success. Even if it wasn't speaking, it could have been running, could have been cooking, could have been having a baby, whatever it was. Visualize the success and remember how great you felt. And focus in on your strengths. And that is the value that you bring to your audience. Remember that what you have to say and share only you can say it in the way that you can and do it. Because there's many people talking about speaking, talking. Ain't no one like Leanne Turner though, isn't it? Yeah, that's why you're on the podcast with me right now. Um, so share your strengths. Remember that you've got something good and valuable to share. God has given you gifts and talents that only you have. No one else has it. There's many runners, many cookers or chefs, many people who can drive the train, but there's only one you. And um, I think going back to one of my previous episodes on the imposter syndrome will really help you name it and shame it. And I think also visualizing your success when you did a great talk well. How did you feel? How did you think? How did you prepare? Repeat that, then add on even better things as well to, to just do it better. But sometimes I feel that we're our own worst enemy and you've got to just shout down that voice and say, you know what, you ain't got any evidence that I'm going to do this performance or this talk or this meeting or this training session wrong. And even if you do half the time, people don't even realize that you've done a mistake anyway. So just keep chatting. Do you know what I'm saying? And imposter syndrome is that it. it's just an imposter. It's not even real. Imposter syndrome, the syndrome's not even real because it's based on something that ain't even real. You see? You see what I'm saying? So go back to my previous podcast on imposter syndrome. Name it and shame it. Call it Saskia, Sasha, whatever you want to call it. Give one feisty name. That's what I think. Um, and always remember your success. Go into your talks or your training sessions, those challenging meetings and, and remind yourself who you are. Remind yourself the great things you can do. Remember that you have value to share. Only you can do so. All right, Kathy, my love. I hope that's helped you. Let me move on. 
Now, thank you, Erica, on TikTok. I know you've got a different name on TikTok for America, but thank you so much um, for sending this question. How can I become more persuasive and charismatic when speaking? Now, if this is not your natural personality, it's, it's hard to just kind of pop up on presentations or business negotiations and be persuasive and charismatic. Something that just come to mind is just off my notes, but I just remember there's a book I'm reading. It's called The Psychology of Persuasion. It's a book that I'm reading. Let me just get it. I've got it on Kindle. And um, and it's it's quite good and handy, actually. It's kind of, it's a bit tough to start getting into because it's not, it's not obviously like a storybook. It's not a storybook. Um, but I think you've got to know and understand about persuasion and charismatic you need to know a little bit more about psychology this is my kind of idea on it because obviously I did my degree my master's in psychology I love it and I think that you need to kind of understand how people work before you can try and convince people of your thing to come to this job hire you buy this product do this service all of that stuff yeah here we go it's called um Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Robert B. Cialdini. So um, you can uh, you can probably get it on paperback and on Kindle. I've just on, on um, paperback and on audiobook, on Audible. Quite a lot of audiobooks, obviously. But this book's quite helpful. It talks about how people work. And then it gives you ideas and tips on if you can understand people in a better way, you'll be able to serve them in a better way and you'll be able to... <clears throat> persuade them to buy into your interview do what you need to do at work or you know things like that so you need to understand who your audience is if it's a little five-year-old you need to be able to persuade them at their level of intelligence and emotional understanding and reasoning although you can have adults in a workplace who've got personality levels emotional levels of a five-year-old as well so you need to understand your audience. What are their needs? What do they want to get out from what it is you're saying? What actions do they need to take? What is in it for them? Because whatever it is you're saying or serving or selling, whatever, your listeners need to know what is in it for them. How is this new product? How is this new, I don't know, software? How is it going to benefit and improve their life? You know, so firstly, know your audience. Um, use strong and confident body language and words. Don't be umming and ahhing. I don't mind a bit umming and ahhing. I think it's natural because everyone talks like that. Um, and when you're speaking about, it could be you're speaking about, oh, it's going to go to my favourite food. It could be speaking about, you know, this is the best red velvet chocolate cake for your wedding because it's um, <clears throat> luscious, the colour's true, it's not dry like some people's cake. Some people some people are decorated by Diana Cake Baker, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you can say, like, you know, you do both, you can bake and you can decorate. It's a two-in-one double ender. Um, you've got a passion that comes from the taste of your cakes. You see it in the beautin beautifulness of the cakes. No one has complained Everyone talks about how great they are, how everyone's, when you go to a different event, you're getting orders so much. You've got hiring two new people for that week to cover the orders from that wedding from last week. So things like that. Meet people where they are. Know your audience. Use strong and confident body language. Speak with passion and conviction. Have your evidence. Like I just said there, like you're trying to sell one bride this red velvet cake for a wedding and you're giving evidence that the previous wedding last week, you already had more orders that week than what you had staff on board for you to hire in some contractors to get the cakes done for the next few events coming you know all that type of stuff yeah um so the persuasion techniques that you would need to use i find are really effective is use storytelling i gave you a story about a 
a, a red velvet cake for a wedding. Use analogies or examples that relate to your listeners. There's no point talking about some graphics and, I don't know, technical stuff to eight-year-olds. Even though eight-year-olds are quite sharp, actually. Um, but, you know, you've got to meet where your audience relatively is. Um, and these persuasive these persuasive languages are really going to um, are really going to help. Something just dropped down in my room. I don't know what it is, but hopefully, when I've recorded this podcast, I can see where nothing too terrible. Okay, so I hope that that one has helped you, Erica, um, about persuasion, charismatic, and just as well. You know, it's like with me, I write my notes here and then I just, more things come to me. So I can't leave you guys without the juice. So another thing as well is imitate great people who you see have got this charismatic personality, this delivery, this persuasion. And of course, the key ones that come to mind is um, Idris Elba has this quality natural. I think it's the tone and style and delivery and timing of his voice. Um, his facial expressions work as well. He's got it. Um the guy from Bridgerton, I can't remember, it's something French name, like Jean-Pierre or something. The, the guy from Bridgerton, he's got it. Well, in that character of Bridgerton, he had this persuasive, charismatic quality. So if you're a Bridgerton fan or you're not a Bridgerton fan, I think you should watch that and see how it is he does it. Um, and, of course, Barack Obama has it. Oprah Winfrey has it. She talks with passion and conviction always. You always like believe what she said, even if you don't kind of understand what she's saying. Um, I was just trying to look up the name for the guy from Bridget. And if any of you know it, please drop it down in the comments. But you know the guy I'm talking about, the lead guy in season one, the black guy. Um, I know it's a French name, but I can't remember it right now. Um, so imitate those who you can see. And Matthew McCoyne is very, very charismatic, very personable, and he's very relatable. Like I always remember the Oscars, it, oh, all right, all right, that one. So Google that. Look at their presentation, how they um, deliver what they say, um, their body language, all stuff like that, the pauses and the, you know, just how they're doing it. Um, I have found the guy, yeah, his name is, there you go. I knew it was something about Jean. The guy from Bridgerton is called Roger, Roger, I think it's Roger. There's me trying to do a little French thing. Roger Jean Page. So um, in he's in Bridgerton. So watch how he delivers his lines and words. Obviously, it's a scripted play. Etc. You're not going to be going around saying all that are out there, but just watch how he's smooth and he's calm and he's patient. And even when he gets angry, he's very passionate with the anger as well. So I hope that has answered your question, my lovely. And then another one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Karina. So Karina says, how can I create engaging, memorable presentations? Now, you know me, fans. I'm not the fan of death by PowerPoint. You know me, I don't mind a little snippet of things that might show me some stats or a picture or a map or um, I'd be, you know what, I'd be more engaged to listen to you talk and watch your, your holiday picture, your Christmas things or whatever, your whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Because some people rely so heavily on um, the PowerPoint slides and stuff and it's like, you could have just sent me those notes and I could have stayed home or I could have used my time to do something else. You know, so don't do death by PowerPoint, but just your visuals or multimedia, your your videos and sound bites and whatever it is you're using it, they need to um, 
You know, like when you say the icing on the cake, you must think this girl loves cake. Yeah, because I'm all talking about cake, 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 cake. Okay, so make it be the icing on the cake. So make you be the main core, main character energy when you are talking, whether it's at work, presentations, etc. And have the um, the stats, the videos, the sound bites, the pictures as enhancers to what you're saying, as in addition to complement what you're saying. You know, like saying like you got a nice cute outfit on, but just rock it if you had some shoes and a matching bag. That's what I'm saying that your pictures and your videos need to do. They just need to complement an already banging outfit or already amazing speaking. Don't matter if you don't think you're that great speaker. You are. Listen, you are. Start telling yourself you are a great speaker. Every day you get up, you brush your teeth in the morning. Tell yourself in the mirror how great you are, lady, okay? So make sure that your your bits complement what you're saying. Make sure they're in order as well and they actually look great and look fantastic. They're engaging. They need to be good quality and practice using whether it's a sound or an audio or video or picture before you go and deliver it real time at your training session, interview, meeting, I don't know, business negotiation, whatever it is you've got going on this week, my dear, yeah? Because it needs to be in support, okay? Everything needs to be in a good support, that's what I say. All right, so let's go on to the next question. Okay, so Petra, Petra says... How can I tailor my speaking style to different audiences and situations? My dear, it takes lots of practice, but even behind the practice, this is a key tip. So first of all, you've got to practice a lot. Second of all, not even any order. First of all, research your audience. Turn yourself into a Hercule Poirot or Columbo, Jessica Fletcher, Nancy Drew, whichever detective you want. Um, my favourite lady on Law and Order. Whoever. Whoever, whoever it is, whatever it is, you've got to turn yourself into that. And um, I think that is how you've got to know who your audience is. Then you'll know how to to, to train, tweak your, um, to tweak your, your talk. Because you, you've got to know who, who's listening to you. All right, so you're not going to know what to say, how to say, how you're going to move their hearts, their minds towards what it is you're trying to say, isn't it? So you've got to know your audience. So whatever you can do to find out about them, do it. Whether you find out who's in the company, who's going to be interviewing you, who's going to be at the talk, what age of the children, if you're going to go and do a presentation at a youth club or something. Whatever it is, you need to 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 kind of know your audience beforehand. That was that was I was just trying to think of the name of the detective law and order. Olivia Benson. Olivia Benson. Thank goodness for Google. I love the show, but I just couldn't remember her name. I know exactly what her face looks like though. Okay, so research your audience, yeah? Become like one of them detectives and adjust your tone, delivery, detail, pace um, to suit their needs. If you're at an old per- people's home, you're going to have to adjust it because there's different levels of needs, cognitive perception, illnesses, etc. If you're at hospital, you're, depending on the topic you're talking about as well. If you're doing de- very, dealing very delicate matters, you won't just go in there half in, laughing, ha, ha, ha. You'll be very sullen and uh, controlled and slowed pace and emotive and empathetic all at the same time. So adapt your content and your examples to suit who's speaking to you. So as I said, like, if you've got like a five-year-old, you're not going to be in there talking about, you know, trigonometry, Pythagoras theorem, even though some five-year-olds are really smart, yeah? Trigonometry, Pythagoras theorem, two plus code, that's not going to help them. That's not going to edify them. You're going to feel terrible and you're not going to connect. The whole point is talking is to connect with your listeners or what is the point of talking? 
you know so you want to go in there and think like what examples what is current on tv for five-year-olds what do they like to do how do they like to express themselves like to do it through dance or drama or vision or drawing and all of these different types of things um so change what you're saying according to your listeners ears or else they're not going to hear what it is you said and also give opportunities this is what's key this is what i find it yeah i think I think it's where we phase ourselves out a bit too much. Like when you think like, I've got to talk for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. Always leave time for the question answer because that really tells if you've nailed it in that um, in that interview or presentation or team meeting or talk. Because the questions show if new things that might come up where you may not have answered, you may not have, might not have been relevant on topic. But it also shows that if people need clarification on a point. And then that helps you to tweak and say, okay, next time if I talk on this topic, I'm going to deliver it in this way, give this example, etc. Yeah, I hope, I hope that kind of helps. And I'm just going to swing my drink one second. Mm. Okay, good question. So Ola asks is, how can I handle interruptions, objections and difficult questions while speaking? So I know that this can be a bit annoying. I think what is good is to have crowd control, crowd control. And um, say, like, I prefer to keep more questions at the end because you may answer the question during the talk. Um, but for your own response, and I say response rather than to react. React means that you're just bouncing back like your ping pong tennis ball. You ain't a ping pong tennis ball girl. You are a woman who's got something great to share. God has given you gifts and talents and you have value wherever it is you're talking in interview, team meetings, training session, date, talks, wherever. Videos, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, wherever. Your content, wherever. So you you have something great to share. So stay calm. Remember who you are. That's why I said do the affirmations earlier when you're brushing your teeth. Remind you who you are. Take deep breaths and have a positive, choose to have a positive attitude even when it's difficult or someone's asking tricky questions, sometimes you may say, I need to respond to that later in question answer time. Sometimes you may say, and always, always acknowledge the question, that's a great question. Let's answer it at the end. Or that's a great question. You know when it is question answer time, that's a great question. Thanks so much for answering. It makes me think of this. Or I have this idea at the moment, but there is some more information that isn't, that I need to kind of tweak before I send it to you. Um, then you can say, give me your D- give me a DM with the question, I'll send it to you. You know that type of thing, if you need to send them a website of someone else who does something, because you may not have all the all the answers. You are not um, Google or ChatGPT or whatever. You are like a signpost on, like me, I'm a signpost on how to sound more confident, ladies, when you speak, you know. So I think embrace every question because it's an opportunity for you to learn. Don't see it as like, oh my gosh, what are they ask? I don't know. It's okay not to know. You ain't Google. You ain't guru. You ain't God. See, there's going to be things you don't know and be happy with that. It's okay. So I hope that those have helped you and um, just embrace every situation. Remember, you've got a voice and you've got something valuable to share, something important. Never kind of count yourself out. Always like affirm how great you are, how amazing you are every day when you brush your teeth. Just say, lady, you are beautiful. Say your own name like me, like Leanne. I love you. And you are going to do amazing today. You know, and just just how good and great did that feel, just taking that little two seconds to do that. So I hope that this has helped you, my loves. And I am going to see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. 
Did you like it? Did you get lots of information and tips from it? Tell me which one are you going to try? And I've got an extra resource for you. If you love the tips that I shared in the podcast, you're going to love this, my dear. So I want you to go on my website, leanturner.com, get your phone out now and do it. And I have an amazing audiobook bundle series all about how to speak with more confidence like never before. There's a range of different titles in there. You know, how to know your next interview, how to speak confidently in five days, how to have a strong voice, how to sound great on camera, use storytelling techniques, and many, many more books are in this. You get 10 books in a bundle. Go onto the website and you're going to see it there. And please, 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 if you want to improve the way you speak, this bundle is going to move you from where you are now to where you need to be. Okay, so go onto my website, leanturner.com, get yourself a copy of the audiobook speaking tips bundle, my dear. And I cannot wait to see you move from like a caterpillar into this amazing, beautifully speaking, confident butterfly.